one of my friends in school asked me to hold a gun for him. It was either I hold it or I, or I look like a chump. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was breaking superstar B-Boy Moy. I'm Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel Podcast. We find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points every single week to inspire and motivate. If you love the Olympics, then you should subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Olympic Channel Podcast. Breaking at the Youth Olympic Games was a huge, huge success, and it's been proposed as one of the new sports for Paris 2024. Ahead of the Breaking World Championships, which, by the way, the Olympic Channel is streaming the finals for, and I put a link in the episode description for more info on that, we thought we would catch up with one of the absolute legends in the game, B-Boy Moy. Hello, nice to see you. Whereabouts are you there? Yeah, likewise, man. I'm actually in, in Hanover, Germany for Battle of the Year. So I'm judging a little bit later today. But uh, yeah, man, happy to be on and, and uh, just chat with you guys for a bit. So uh, you grew up in Houston, in Texas. Um, I don't want to like throw it around casually, but you came from like a bit of a rough area, right? Um, yeah, you know, um, I know it sounds very cliche when a lot of people say, you know, well, I grew up in negative and, and chose the positive and stuff like that. But that, you know, that really was my lifestyle. I grew up in a, in the South, Southeast side of Houston, Texas, uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties, I was born in 83. And so, uh, experienced a lot at such a young age. I, I went to schools where violence was kind of heavy, you know, even during school and out of school. And, uh, you know, my, the neighborhoods I grew up in were, you know, heavily gang uh, affiliated. And so most of my friends were, were involved, uh, whether they were drug dealers or gangsters. Um, and, you know, there it was it was only one way to kind of be a part of that. And it's just like surround yourself with these people. If not, there's going to be a lot of people messing with you. Uh, and so uh, it's kind of one of those things that I, I almost didn't have no choice. And so, um, you know, I, I I wasn't necessarily doing those things, but these are the people that kind of like, you know, looked out for me as a kid. And so, you know, I wanted to be cool around them. You know, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to feel like I was contributing something because, I, you know, I knew what was right and what was wrong. You know, you kind of feel that in here. You kind of feel that in your spirit and your heart. And so I knew what was right and what was wrong because I had parent, I had great parents that raised me and, and taught me well. But at the same time, you know, as a kid, as a as a young teenager, you know, you don't want you want to make sure that you you feel protected and you you don't want to you know kind of toss your life around by not you know not saying like hey I'm I don't want to do none of this. But uh, you know, again, it was it was part of part of like the community there. It was part of my neighborhood and. And unfortunately, it wasn't all positive, but, um, you know, at, at the time, you know, I felt like these people were looking out. And to this day, a lot of the, a lot of these guys, you know, uh, you know, some some are still here. I'll be honest, some of them are dead and some of them are locked up. But uh, a lot of these guys still reach out to me and just say that they're happy for me. And, it, you know, I, I chose a great way uh, of doing things. And I've always been that that positive role model even back then. And so uh, I did grow up in a pretty rough area, man. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say, like, you have to carry this uh, with you forever. So you say that 
hip hop changed your life. How did you find out about b-boying and that as an option? I actually kind of fell in love with dancing at a middle school talent show. And uh, this was like late 1995. And I remember my friends invited me to this talent show in school. And I was like, I don't want to go. It's going to be boring. And uh, long story short, a couple of friends of mine was like, there's going to be a bunch of girls there. So I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you know, at the time, uh, this talent, talent show was going on. Uh, one of my friends in school asked me to hold a gun for him during school it happened to be that day and so like i felt really uncomfortable about it but i i, I had a i had a pistol uh pretty much in my pants you know uh, on my hip um and it was for part of the day during school and it, it just didn't feel right you know but it was either i hold it or i or i look like a chump you know what i'm saying in front of these these kids that or these guys that i looked up to in school and so i sat in the back of the room to make sure just in case if I had to like leave or fight or, you know, I just didn't want to be there. And I remember I stayed through the entire, to the, through the entire talent show. And I remember at the end of the talent show, the, you know, the lights come off and there's these crazy like strobe lights and colored lights coming on. And then I see these guys coming out and they're, they're like walking on their hands and sliding on their heads and, you know, spinning. And, and I'm just like, Whoa, like this, it, it really blew my mind. So it, I forgot about everything that I was like kind of stressing out. And it, and I just started <laughs> focusing. I started focusing on the talent show. And I remember my friends were telling me like, oh, man, I, you know, this is these guys are, are techno dancing. And I'm like, techno dancing. What is what is techno? Uh, I, and I know that it was like breaking because um, I had an older brother that used to do it in the 80s. And so I don't fully remember him like doing it, but I do have glimpses as a kid, seeing him, you know, mm -hmm. practice with his friends outside of my house on cardboard. And so, uh, you know, right away it clicked. And I'm like, this is breaking. It kind of steered me away, man. It steered me away from, from all the negative and, you know, um, it, and it organically did it. Like it organically did it because it's like, you can't do both. You know, you can't be a part of this kind of this neighborhood affiliation uh, and then, you know, break. And so uh, it, it organically did it. And, I wanted to be good at it. I just thought that it was so cool and so athletic. And I grew up playing sports that I felt like, man, this is, this is right up my alley. It's something I'm definitely guilty of, flicking through someone's Instagram profile and going, they've got it easy. On the surface, it definitely looks like that with B-Boy Moy. He has an amazing dancer's body. He has a wife. He has a passion, he has a business. Moy's actual life is a bit more complicated than that. Those things exist, of course, but he had a crisis of confidence with breaking back in 2006. Just how long can you keep spinning on your head? He asked. He had a son and then a daughter. And three years after his daughter was born, she was diagnosed with autism. In 2006, you were kind of stuck in a rut, saying, what am I going to do with my life? For some, on the outside looking in, it would be like you've, had, you've got everything, you know, you've managed to avoid all the pitfalls uh, in, in your, your neighbourhood. So why did that happen? I'm a hard worker, and, and um, so I don't, I, I don't want to just say a lot of things fell into my lap. I worked, I worked really hard. 
to to accomplish a lot in such a year, uh, early age. And so by the time 2006 came, 2005, 2006, I had done so much, man. I, I've, I've done more than the average, you know, young person does in, in an entire lifetime. I mean, I had traveled way more than even my parents did. And so uh, that was already a major accomplishment, accomplishment for me because coming from where I come from, it was like these things were unheard of. And by the time I was, you know, in my early to mid 20s, I already had been to maybe 25, 35 different countries all around the world, all expenses paid, getting paid. And so to uh, to kind of experience that already, you know, it kind of puts you in, in this place. It's like, man, what do you what do you do next? You know, um, you know, I would say between 2006 and 2010 was a was a very like I was I was stuck in a hard place trying to understand if this is something that I wanted to continue to pursue. And um, it put me in a place where I had to figure things out. And it took it took years. A lot of people forget about that time in my life because they kind of see what's happening now. But um, that's also that's also part of part of, you know, this journey and part of my journey. And so, um, you know, I, I, I slowed down competing. I slowed down just kind of being involved. It didn't mean I stopped dancing. It just it just meant like I was prioritizing things differently. And it, it was something that needed to happen. Mid 2010, my wife was pregnant in early 2011. I had my son. And I remember when my son was born, I was just like, wow, like now I'm now not only responsible for myself for my wife but this this new life and the the new it, it was like a very symbolic where in a sense where it was like you know now i need a new life so not only am i responsible for this life but i need a new life i need a new breath of fresh air i need to take everything that i've ever learned from this world and and create something different and and, and uh, something that allows me to to be impactful to my community, but also create opportunity for others and for myself. I needed a new breath of fresh air, and so I started I started Break Free. Um, and uh, Break Free um, is a, a is a hip hop school that you know is dedicated to you know teaching the art forms of of hip hop culture. And so it is a strictly hip hop affiliated center and school. And so since 2011, um, you know that. I felt like since 2011, the birth of my son and the birth of Break Free was really the time that really pulled me out of that of, of, of that hard place. Your daughter was born in 2015 and she was born with autism. It's something that's very misunderstood. How did that experience affect you and bring more character to your life? Yeah, so just a quick correction. My daughter was born in 2012. Uh, she, she was uh, diagnosed with autism in 2015 when she was three years old, you know, two and a half, three years old. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was it, it was also humbling, you know, because, you know, every, everyone wants everything to go perfect for their kids, you know. And so it, it was when I heard about it, it was like maybe devastating for, I, I, I kid you not, five, ten minutes. And then it was like, no, like this, we're going to help her through this. We're going to give her everything that she needs. And, you know, at such an early age, she dealt with so much until this day, you know, she, it's a challenge, you know, between like, you know, she, she, she was, you know, one or two till, I don't know, four years old, she was nonverbal. So she wasn't speaking at all. You know, she wasn't speaking at all. And so just until recently, you know, maybe when she got diagnosed like 2015 no not even i would say like 2016 or uh 2017 is when she she really started to to say some words and and i'm like wow okay 
we can do something, you know, we can do something here and, and she's changing and she's, she's very smart. And so, you know, dealing with that, it, it, it's another challenge in itself. But uh, again, it was one of those things where, you know, you can either let this, you know, get you down and depress you, or you can find a ways to get motivated and get excited about it. And it is the morning. It's five past ten. I mean, what gets you out of bed in the morning? You know, I, I just think it's important for, for anybody in general to, to start the day early. And uh, it, re it really boosts confidence and it, it really boosts what, what I believe in, what could lead to success. You know, because what's, what's the purpose of sleeping in? What's the purpose of, of trying to just, you know, rest in and waste your entire day by, you know, being in bed all day long? And so, you know, I believe in rest and rest is important as much as training and anything else if you're an athlete. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it doesn't take much to, to get up and, and be a little bit more productive. So, you know, I wake up really early, but not only because I want to get up and train or I'm trying to make time for training, but also because I'm a father, I have kids. And so I have to get them ready for school and things like that. So <laughs> there's a lot of variables that kind of factor into that. And so when you get a little bit older, you got to learn how to balance those things out. We're talking like 4 a.m. early. Yeah, I'm talking about 4 or 5 a.m. early, you know. I know you, I know you said it's early right now, but this is not early. <laughs> Olympic Channel Podcast. Breaking is at a crossroads. The organising committee for the 2024 Games in Paris recommended it as a new sport to add to its programme. That comes off the back of the Youth Olympic Games where breaking was one of the real success stories. The urban park in Buenos Aires was absolutely packed to see all the b-boy and b-girls do their thing. My name is Bianca. Bianca, and how old are you? I am 16. 16, and what do you think of this? I was here the first day and I saw it and I loved it because it's very new for me. Uh, it was Ram from Japan who won in the girls with Bumblebee from Russia taking the win in the male section. It's absolutely fair to say that Bumblebee is a bit of a character. I started breaking because of my father is one of founder of breaking in my city, you know? What, do you remember the words that your father told you after you won? What were the first words that your father said to you? I'm proud of you. Did he cry? Uh, a little bit. I have a one gold medal and I won a one more gold medal. And he's going to be at the World Championships. Hi guys, it's Bumblebee 2019 World Breaking Championship. It will be fire. B-Boy Moy was at the Youth Olympic Games in Buenos Aires as a judge and I thought I would ask him what he thought about where breaking is now and how far it's come. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel Podcast. So let's have a talk about uh, the Youth Olympic Games and what went down there and why that was uh, kind of a, an interesting step in, the, in, in breaking, in B-Boying. Um, we saw the rise of Bumblebee. Oh man, uh, you know, first off, you know, just the idea of having uh, breaking on the Olympic platform is huge, huge. You know, you know, you, you know, you think Olympics and you think a worldwide community that, uh, you know, just follows sports and gets excited about about this event, you know. And so um, all of a sudden it, it it brought so much value to to our culture and our dance. And so. Uh, you know, we were very honored and, and blessed by that. 
And so uh, being at the Youth Olympics was was surreal, man. It was it was a dream come true for for a lot of people. And even though we weren't there, even though I wasn't there as a competitor, to be to be a judge and judge some of the some of the best kids in in the world, it, it, it was an amazing opportunity in itself. I mean, you know, you you talked about Bumblebee, who was the you know the first b boy ever to to get a a gold medal, and then and then let's not forget about B Girl Ram, who from Japan, oh, who yeah. won. You know that the, the the B girl title and and her medals, uh, it's it's pretty significant. I mean, those 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 are historical moments. You know, it may not it may not seem much for these kids right now. You know what I mean? But uh, very significant and historical moments. But to be there was definitely, uh, in, in a sense, life changing. You know, because it really could change the direction of so many lives for people that are pursuing this culture, pursuing pursuing this dance. And I truly believe that we're in the right path to create more opportunities for this dance world and for, for breaking and and uh, to make things easier for for this next generation of dancers, you know, to, to uh, accomplish sponsorships, to uh, accomplish, uh, you know, whether it's uh, different types of partnerships that lead them to, to more success within their dance, to get uh, more support, is fully pursue what they love to do and so uh, I think Youth Olympics was uh, was definitely one of those uh, moments where uh, I knew like just being there this is going to change everything. I was genuinely blown away I thought it was awesome I had such a great day. What blew my mind as well is that you go on the internet a few months later Paris says that breaking is going to be at um, Paris 2024 and uh, did you ever think this could ever happen? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie and say I did. We didn't dream of that, but um, we did. You know, we did dream of that. And so, uh, yes, it was far fetched. We didn't think that it would ever happen, probably in our lifetime. And so, uh, to see it happening and seeing, you know, you know, uh, media outlets like CNN, BBC World News, and you know, even some of the other top news uh, stations in the world just kind of sharing and talking about breaking. Uh, you know, that was, you know, mind blowing because uh, we're not just guys that just spin it on our head and on our backs. It's much more than that. And so uh, we have to be ready for this. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great, again, a great moment in time to be a part of all this. And uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. And um, one of the steps is the World Championships that are happening. Um, and um, what should people look out for? Why should people watch it streaming on the Olympic Channel? You know, from a, from a judge, from a judge perspective, um, everything still stands. If, if you're part of this breaking community, uh, some of the most important things that stand out to me immediately are, you know, originality, musicality, creativity, and execution. You know, that's what judges are looking for, you know. And so, although, you know, the, this this dance is so eye-catchy to the, to the normal eye and people that have just seen it for the first time, they think, you know, all the big tricks and flips and spins and stuff like that. It's much more than that. You know, it is a dance and, and people have to connect to the music. They have to be creative. They have to be original. They have to look different uh, and, and be dynamic with it at the same time. So being able to execute that uh, well-rounded, uh, well-roundness of, of, of the dance is important. So, uh, you know, judges have a tough job. You know, they have a tough job. A lot of people think it's easy to kind of sit there and see these other guys be athletic. But um, I... I most of the time, I'd rather be in the competition than actually be in the judges' seat. 
Well, man, it's been such a pleasure to, to, to talk to you about your incredible like life journey and all that kind of stuff. And uh, good luck. Thanks very much for coming along. Hey, thanks for your time. I appreciate you guys. Olympic Channel Podcast. Big thanks to B-Boy Moy. Remember, you can follow him on Instagram on B-Boy Moy, B-B-O-Y-M-O-Y. We have the finals of the World Championship streaming on the Olympic Channel on Sunday, the 23rd of June. You can find out if Bumblebee made it, for example. It's definitely worth a watch. I'll be tuning in. I've put a link in the episode description for that if you want to find out the times and all that for where you are. If you want to truly represent breaking in the Olympics, then get a picture of this podcast in your Instagram story right now. Give us a tag. We are at Olympic Channel. I am at Eddie Nold with an I and an E across all socials if you want to find me. Now, if you like this episode, you may well like the last episode that we did. Uh, it featured some skateboarding, another new Olympic sport. This is Deshaun Jordan about Olympic skateboarding. The Olympics, you know, in general, it's just, it's just a big, it's a big opportunity for skateboarding to grow, you know. And I feel like as far as like women being able to get that spotlight too, and it kind of been this equal thing, I think that's great. There's a link in for that episode in the description. If you've made it this far in this podcast, then you really must like the Olympic Channel podcast a little bit. So why don't you put some of the most inspirational, motivational quotes in our reviews on the podcast app? Five star reviews go a long way in other people finding out about the podcast. So they are much, much appreciated as always. Anyway, big love to everyone and see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.